Welcome to the Pageantry Podcast. And today's very special Pageantry Podcast guest calling in from Washington State, Queen Beauty USA 2020, Miss Stormy Keffler. Good afternoon, Stormy, and thank you for calling in. Oh my gosh, no, it's my pleasure. I told you a thousand times before, but I'm obsessed with Pageantry Magazine. I grew up looking for it. My favorite things were like the collages of all the different pageants going on around the country, and I would like keep them all and hunt down all of my friends and try to find pictures of myself. So for forever, I had like an entire shelf dedicated to Pageantry Magazine. So this is such an honor. Well, it's such an honor for me, and I appreciate That bit of history there, believe me, it means the world to me and my team here at Pageantry Magazine. Oh, of course. It's my pleasure. What does the title of Queen Beauty USA represent to you? Oh, my goodness. Really everything. So I grew up competing in pageants. I'm now 28 years old, so this is my really last hurrah and opportunity to carry a national title. And I grew up competing with Blitz pageants and with the Universal Miss and Master System, Gingerbread, like all those throughout the years. And then finally, when I turned 20, I switched over into more scholarship-based organizations like IJM and Miss Washington USA. So getting to compete for Queen Beauty USA, it's a very fresh system, and it's all about bringing beauty back to pageantry and taking the polit- or the politics out of the contests that we see, the major organizations that you know really try to capitalize and market the girls instead of the other way around. So I feel so honored to be a part of this organization to really get to work with a team that wants to say, hey, here is our platform. Promote yourself in whatever way that you want to and not the other way around. If I'm not mistaken, you're actually the first Queen Beauty USA who was actually crowned following a competition. Yes, I am. So this is the first year that Queen Beauty USA has actually had a competition. And Alexia Castillo was the queen from last year. And she ended up going on to Queen Beauty Universe, but she was a delegated title. Not that she wouldn't have won it herself had she competed last year. But yeah, this is the first year that the organization had a actual pageant and for their first year they had 44 girls competing and they were all girls from other organizations so it was serious competition but again I'm just thrilled to have this opportunity and this platform to speak on and of course being the first one crowned following a competition do you feel any added pressure a little bit I feel I don't know if it's necessarily a pressure I feel that I don't have a mold to fit into It's up to me to kind of create that mold. And the nice thing about Queen Beauty USA is that they really want to embrace what makes each girl unique because they're very transparent about their judging. So it's really up to me to set the standard of what does the Queen Beauty USA look like, act like, talk like, style herself like. So it's a pressure that's both good and a little intimidating. (laughs) Talk to me a little about competing in New York City for the Queen Beauty USA title. Oh my goodness. So I love New York City and it's always been a dream of mine to walk for New York Fashion Week. So they actually, being that it is a pageant for models, modeling is a huge focus for their platform, for how they recruit their girls and all that stuff. So they actually hosted their pageant during New York Fashion Week. So it was really cool because the preliminaries were actually a New York Fashion Week show. So we got to walk for Valcatel's That's My Dress Boutique, as well as the swimsuit line. So all 
it was really interesting to me because for preliminaries and swimsuit, we did not have any say in what we put on our bodies to walk down that runway. So it was really an opportunity to showcase yourself as a model and not just as a beauty queen because you really had to work with whatever they gave you. And I know it was a whirlwind experience. <laughs> for me, I... I feel like me especially, um, I don't know if you were aware because since you were the MC, I didn't get in until about 3 a.m. the day of preliminaries and finals. I had actually missed my interview because I was delayed, rerouted, flights canceled because of snow through Denver. I was rerouted about 17 times. So it was very stressful. I spent my entire day in the airport and, you know, on the phone with my mom, on the phone with airlines and car companies and calling Kendra and Tom and like, oh, my God, please don't, please don't disqualify me for missing my interview. I'm trying my best. And they're like, sweetie, you're going to be fine. We'll figure it out. You're not the only one. So having to, like, literally fly in, my flight got in at about 2 a.m., I didn't get to the hotel until 3, and then my call time for hair and makeup and, you know, to get everything going, of course, it's an early morning, so I had to be up at 5 a.m. starting my own hair and makeup to get, like, ready for interview. And believe me, I can commiserate with you because I was supposed to have been there at 6 p.m. the night before. I did not get to the hotel till almost midnight. Oh, my goodness. See, it just affected everybody. So I beat you by... Three hours. And I only came from Orlando. So it was like I had a, a lot easier flight and it was direct and it just did not happen. No, of course. Because if it was easy, everyone would do it. And you mentioned the competition day. What was the experience like performing both the preliminary and the final stage competitions in one exciting day and then evening? I have to say, I think having it all in one day made it so you couldn't get in your own head. And especially because most girls did their interview the day before. I had my interview first thing on Saturday morning and then went right into preliminaries and finals. So I really enjoyed it just because it gave me an opportunity to not not psych myself out. And I went through with, you know, just having to be present and be there in the moment. And if I feel like something didn't go as well as it could have, it's like, well, we're already moving on to the next thing. So no time to reflect on it. No time to beat yourself up. Here we go. On to the next. Did you have a favorite area of competition? Oh, I mean, evening gown's always my favorite. I really enjoyed both preliminary and final evening gown. That was really exciting because, again, we didn't get to pick our preliminary evening gown. So it was really fun to see kind of somebody else's vision of who I am. Just like I walked in and everybody had already picked their dresses. So there were only like a couple dresses left for me. So I walked in and I was like, you know what, Miss Val, just go ahead, throw me in whatever you have. And she gave me this gorgeous, extravagant, feathered, sequin, full dress. And she was like, since you're at the end, this is perfect for finale. I was like, yes, that is a dress. So that was really exciting. And of course, getting to rock my favorite big black see-through ball gown is always one of my favorites. It's where I just feel so elegant. And getting to spend time, it's really like my power suit more than anything. Because that's what we also got to say our final statement in. So the longer that I could wear it, the more powerful I felt. Let's discuss one of the areas of competition, and you just briefly mentioned it, my statement, but it was called My Reason, and then you had to state your reason as to your qualifications to capture Queen Beauty USA 2020. What was that about? So my personal statement, it was your why, basically. So 
my why, and it took me so long to figure this out and to actually be able to speak on it because I am a survivor of domestic violence. So I spoke out about, essentially, my opening statement was I was a victim. And the first time I ran it by, like, my mom and everybody, they were like, ooh, no, you shouldn't say that because, you know, being a victim. And I was like, ha, 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 let me finish. And I go on and I say, you know, I was scared because I thought being a victim meant I was weak. It meant I was disqualified from being a role model. And that's what I found to be the opposite. Like owning up to being a victim and being able to find the courage to embrace those shortcomings that you've been through are really what make you so strong and confident and like relatable, honestly. Because I know so many people, once I started opening up, it really really warmed and broke my heart how many people had been through the same thing and felt that same loneliness that I had felt and that I would never wish upon anybody. So being able to speak and being able to touch on that and let people know, like, not only do I want to use this title to empower women that have ever faced any sort of adversity or felt the way that I had felt, to really take control back of their lives and prove it's not what you've been through, it's what you make of it. Excellent. Can you explain your view on the hashtag beauty is back and hashtag pageant for models platform? Yes. So I am in love with the beauty is back campaign because as we've seen from other major organizations, they're not necessarily picking the girl who showed up the best on the day of competition. The beauty is back campaign and hashtag beauty is back really brings forth the opportunity that you can look across and facial beauty is a main component in the score for Queen Beauty USA. So that is huge. That's really bringing girls the opportunity to say, like, yeah, I'm pretty, and I can embrace that, and I can be proud of it, but here's also what I have to offer. Since capturing the title in February, what are some of the opportunities you have been able to enjoy? Getting to speak to all kinds of different media forms, being that, you know, my whole goal and reason for competing was wanting to share my story of surviving domestic violence and being able to use that as a strength and share what makes me a role model. So I really enjoyed that. Also getting to collaborate with Trey Laveau Designs. Him and I collaborated, and he's the sponsored designer for Queen Beauty USA. We were able to collaborate and come up with a design that I was able to absolutely rock at the Global Beauty Awards where I was a presenter. And it was really exciting to have my whole team up here, Tom, James, Trey, and his fiance. It was really exciting because it was right around my birthday, so we all got to celebrate. I got to tour them around the city since it was up in, in Washington. So coronavirus has uh, had an impact on my reign. You are in great company around the country and around the world at the moment. Absolutely. It's been such a trying time. And, you know, I just want to remind everybody that we're all in this together and wherever we can draw entertainment or joy or encourage joy in each other, you know, we're, we're all here. Speaking of entertainment, you're from Washington and that was the original epicenter of this COVID-19 pandemic. And you are currently, as we just started here in Orlando today, a stay at home order. How are you passing the time? Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Yes, we are definitely feeling the uh, stay-at-home order. Luckily, I just switched over to a new job where I am working in corporate for a cosmetics company. So luckily, I am able to work from home. So that takes up a huge chunk of my day. 
But honestly, this has actually been really nice. I've always been so busy and out and about, and it's really nice to have some downtime where I'm able to just hang out with my fiancé and catch up on Netflix and take nice long walks. I think uh, my weight has been feeling the stay-at-home order more than anything else. (laughs) Once we return to a semblance of normality, what is the first thing you want to do? Oh, my gosh, go to the gym. (laughs) I've was actually just talking about this and just posted about it but I leading up to the pageant I spent every day in the gym for about two hours and was kind of burning myself out on it so like after the pageant I took a little bit of time off and then trying to get back into the groove I just couldn't really find it so now I'm actually excited to have this opportunity to get some space from the gym because now I'm actually authentically missing it and not just going to be forcing myself to go through the motions. And off the record, you should hook up with my writer, Shannon Day of Bombshell Fitness. They're doing all of their things online now. Oh, no way. Yeah. And she sponsors a lot of USA states. And she's here in Orlando. Oh, how fun. Is there a proverbial bucket list that you wish to accomplish as Queen Beauty USA? Absolutely. And actually, I have been emailing back and forth with Tom Broder, our director, And he said, Stormy, send me your wildest dreams of what you want to accomplish. So I have literally, like, shooting for the stars. Like, I want to be a Marvel superhero. I want to be a Victoria's Secret angel. But I think the biggest ones are coming down to the community service uh, more more so than anything. Because, again, sharing my story about uh, domestic violence, I want to really start an organization and get involved with organizations that are already there to create a national network of organizations and resources for women to use, whether it's financial aid or legal resources, and just have a networking community of women who have all been there and all support and, you know, can actually help out those in need. Why is pageantry so important in today's society? Oh, I love this question. And I can only speak from my personal experience. So growing up competing in pageants, you know, it was always really hit or miss for me. And when I started coming into my final years of eligibility, as far as age goes, for the Miss organizations, I realized that it's not just about winning or losing. Like once that last pageant is over, that's it. Whether or not you have the crown, are you going to be proud of who you are? So it's a great way to groom yourself to be the best person that you are. And whether it's helping find what you're passionate about, like um, community service, getting involved with domestic violence, as well as starting my own nonprofit. Like I did it to add to my resume, like through pageantry, but I still ended up finding a passion for it and finding a love for it and ending up with all the right reasons to do so. On top of that, a reason for fitness motivation, a reason to take care of yourself and self-care and make sure that you're, you know, learning how to present yourself and how to market yourself, whether it's on social media. But it's really an opportunity to groom yourself into the best version of you possible. So when you're preparing for a pageant, it's important to say, okay, if I met Queen Beauty USA, what do I want her to be like? And what qualities do I want to reflect? And while being authentically myself, encapsulating that vision that I have of this title holder. Excellent. And of course, social platforms, personal growth, and all that is a founding cornerstone of the industry my family helped found. But more importantly, what have you learned through pageantry about yourself? Oh, 
I would have to say I learned most about my resilience. I actually just ran my numbers for uh, the last decade that I've been involved in pageants, and I found out that I've competed in about 15 pageants in the last decade. And out of those 15, I only made top five four times. That's, that's a huge discrepancy. And that's, you know, no matter how many times you come back, out of those four pageants that I ended up making top five, I only walked away with two titles. So that's a huge discrepancy from how many pageants that I competed in in the last decade to the actual success rate. And so it's really easy to get discouraged after you, you know, lost three, four, five pageants to walk away and say, I'm done with this. But I wanted to keep growing, and I used it as an opportunity for every year, like, come back and learn something. Learn something about myself. Learn something about the presentation of others and, you know, how to aspire to be like the other winners and what what is successful for me. I think within that, that resilience has been an a quality that I've been able to apply to the rest of my life, whether it was in sports and football or whether it was in work and always pushing myself for something that I might not be qualified for, but I'm going to do my best to be the best that I can at that. What would you tell someone that's interested in pageantry and more importantly, Queen Beauty USA? This is a tough one. I've got a lot that I want to say. I would definitely say be your most authentic self. Because I spent so long trying to hide the fact that I was a domestic violence victim that, you know, it's funny, Tom was one of my judges back when I competed for Miss Nevada USA, and he said he could feel me hiding something. And it wasn't necessarily that I was hiding, but I was just spending most of my interview praying that they wouldn't ask me about something. I think it's just finding that courage to embrace your shortcomings and say this turn them around and say, this is what made me a stronger person because I would never wish domestic violence on anybody, but it's something that I had to go through to make me a stronger person. How can Queen Beauty USA fans follow you throughout the year? Ooh, so you can follow me either on my personal Instagram at Stormy Kepler or on the at official Queen Beauty USA Instagram, as well as the Facebook page, Queen Beauty USA, and we'll be getting ready to post more information on the Queen Beauty universe, which follows all of the Queen Beauties from all around the world. Before we close out, I understand you have a very interesting sports background, correct? Uh, You could say that. (laughs) I grew up as a child, it was pageants and sports, so it was my main thing, so I grew up playing softball. I played basketball and volleyball in high school. And then I also went to college on a softball scholarship. So that was a huge part of training me and the determination and the physical ability that I needed to compete in pageants. And then once I was finished with college softball, I went on to play three years of professional football. I was a center and strong side linebacker for the Seattle Mist. And that led, that's really what led me to uh, creating my own nonprofit called Play On Sports, which benefits young athletes from low-income families to scholarship. Any, really any player's fees, sporting equipment, athletic apparel, anything that they need to pursue their passion. Because I grew up in a very middle-class family, and my only hope of going to college was to do so on an athletic scholarship. So had I not had that opportunity and such an amazing supportive family, you know, I would still be paying off student loans to go to college. So I want everybody to have that accessibility to pursue their passion.
That's amazing. Any parting thoughts or recognitions? I mean, of course, I have to thank my director, Tom. And, you know, Carl, I want to thank you, too. This has been a lifelong dream of mine to be a part of Pageantry Magazine. You know, now I'm not just going to be that little cutout in the collage. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have definitely earned this wonderful opportunity that I have been given to interview you. I'm going to wish you all the best throughout your year as Queen Beauty USA 2020. And again, I thank you for calling in today. 